Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. More of him, less of me. I hope you brought your Bibles with you today. If you did, would you do me a favor? Would you just hold them up? Hold them up in the air. This is God's word. It is truth. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It reveals things that are inside of us. He is alive. He is active. And he is about to speak to you. Turn to someone and remind them that, that the Lord is about to speak to them. Come on. The Lord's about, and, and turn to someone else and say, I know. And I came ready. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> Um, I always encourage you to, to, to take out uh, your notes. If you, you're welcome to use your phone to take notes, but the Lord speaks to us through the word. And Habakkuk 2.2 2 says to write the vision down, make it plain, so those that read it can run with it. This whole series has been about what to say yes to and what to say no to. We want to say yes to the things of God, right? And I mean, there's a lot of good things out there, but God has not called you to every good thing. And I think if you could be honest with yourself for a moment, there's a lot of distractions out there that want to deter your destiny. Come on. There's a lot of things that might want to not take you out, but take you out of alignment of where God is calling you. Because we know before assignment comes alignment, right? We need to align ourselves with the word of God and the way of God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I think we get so busy and we get get so distracted with the do that we forget the who. We forget what it's all about. It's all about Jesus. And so let's just take this time, whatever whatever we've been dealing with, just to lay down at the the foot of the cross this morning and just to realign to what God says about you. For he says his plans and purposes are to prosper you, not to harm you, give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. So I've entitled this teaching, Where to Next? Where do we go from here? We are in ascending season and the word the Lord has given us, and not just us, many churches across this world is that 2024 is going to be the year of more. 2024 is the year of the open door. And God's going to open doors that no man can shut. And I I want to make sure that I'm stepping in to what God is calling me to do because I know it's going to take some belief, but it's also going to take some action on my part. Because faith without works is what, Sharon? It is dead. It is dead. We can't just be hearers of the word. We must be doers of the word. So when the Lord presses upon our heart to say yes or to say no, the scripture tells us, let your words be yes and let your words be no. Anything beyond that is from the evil one. It's an either yes or it's a no. And I believe that our God is not a God of confusion. He's a God of clarity. So if you came in and you felt a little confused and things have been fuzzy, clarity's coming to you today. And it only comes through Christ. So I mentioned that we are in ascending season, but I don't know if you've ever been sent out to do something that you didn't want to do. Show of hands. Come on. Yeah. Maybe you didn't want to go there. Or maybe you didn't want to go at that time. Maybe it was uh, your spouse was sending you out to go get groceries. I don't know. And you were tired. You just wanted to relax and kick your feet up. Maybe, maybe there's some of those that are still younger that are in school, either university, college, or even elementary and your parents are sending you out and you don't want to go. Maybe you have a hard time. You, you, you started off the year with some of these New Year's resolutions, these changes that you wanted to make and things that you wanted to resolve in your life. And in your heart, you wanted to go, but your body sure does not want to go to the gym anymore. <laughs> you know, there's the daily being sent out where God is sending us out. And it's not always the big things, but sometimes it's the little things that are in fact the big things that can have a huge impact on our lives. Last week, Pastor Charmaine brought the word of God, didn't she? Wasn't that great? She talked about two words in the Greek, Kronos and Kairos. I think that'd be a cool band name, or, you know, Kronos, Kairos. But Kronos in the Greek is, is, is our time. Okay, it's how we measure time. 
It's how you how you take the time that's given to you in the day and how you put it into practice in your calendar. That's that's your time. So what do you do with it? Do you invest in it? Do you waste in it? Do you do something with it or does it do something with you? Come on. And then there's the Kairos time. Now that's God's time. Say God's time. Kairos is a divine time of God. You know, in the Bible, when it says in due season, that's Kairos. That's God's time. And so Pastor Charmaine challenged us, you know, to be responsible for our time and trust in the Lord with his time. Come on. If you didn't hear that message, you can go look it up or you can just write that down right now. And one of the scriptures that you shared, sweetheart, and it just really stood out to me was in John chapter seven, verse six. And Jesus said to his brothers, now understand this, a little context. Jesus had already done these amazing miracles, but his brothers were pushing him. And it said that they didn't even believe in him yet. But they had this this festival. The Jews had this festival called uh, the Feast of the Tabernacles. And they were all going to go out. That's what they did. It was their tradition. And the brothers are pushing Jesus to go perform. I'm telling you, James said it this morning. Coach James, he's, he's one of our leaders. He spoke to the men this morning. And it's not, he says, it's not about performance. It's about partnership. It's too many times we want to perform. But God says, hey, just partner with me. Come in alignment with me. And Jesus said this in John 7, verse 6 to his brothers. He says, this isn't my time. Kairos, right? It's your time. Kronos. And he said, it's always your time. You've got nothing to lose. Turn to someone and say, it's your time. And Pastor Charmaine challenged us not to hit snooze on the opportunity to advance when it's our time. One of the things we still teach our children is this. Delayed obedience is disobedience. How many missed opportunities did we miss because we want to do it on the Kronos time, my time, instead of the Kairos time, his time. And I'm telling you, calling is never convenient. And a lot of the times... The calling that God has on your life is going to test your comfort. Because that's what he does. The beauty in that is the scripture tells us that in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. And the beauty in that, it allows us to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not in our own understanding when God calls us to go. I've got a lot of stories where I've been sent when I didn't want to go especially when it comes to timing. But we know the scripture also tells us that obedience is greater than sacrifice. I can think of, you know, I got my my dad in the second row here and my youngest brother, Gideon. That's both a a Kronos time and a Kairos time. (laughs) Praise God. And uh, somehow he got blessed with the hair. You know, I got blessed with other things, but... He got the hair. I don't know how that works, but um, it's good to have you here, Gideon. It's good to have your dad. But I can think of as a child, there was a lot of times, you know, when my parents would send me out to go do chores, but I didn't want to do that. And I didn't always see God's hand in going to take care of the horses. I don't know if horses made me bitter or better, but I had to deal with a lot of, you know what? It was just getting me ready for ministry. Scripture also tells us, hey, you got no oxen in the barn, you don't have any mess. Come on. Ministry is messy. (laughs) Praise God. There's times when, and and I didn't see that God wanted to show me something and and, and do something in me even then. When when my wife and I were first called to be full-time pastors in the ministry, I'll be honest with you, I didn't want to go. We were settled. We had our Kronos time. We had, we had done our things, and we also saw the Kairos in, in the season of our life. We'd established roots. We got a house. We had our first son, Aiden. Two amazing jobs. Was, was so blessed. Had the revelation that I'm already in ministry. That whatever I do, whatever you do is ministry if you do it unto the Lord. And then we got the phone call. Hey, Matt. Charmaine. Would you consider moving from Manitoba to Alberta to be children's pastors? 
And I just kind of, I, I laughed, did I not? I went from like, I thought that was hilarious. I love kids, don't get me wrong. I wor- we worked with them for years and, and I think what really they wanted my wife, they didn't want me. <laughs> I was just kind of a package deal, right? But my flesh struggled with that because I wanted to do things my way in my time. And God says, it ain't about you. It's about me. And it's time to move in his time. You with me? So uh, today we're going to talk about where to go to next. When, when God says, says, you need to check yes to this. You need to check yes to me. You need to check yes to discipleship. You need to check yes to breakthrough, yes to healing. Come on. Where to next, Lord? What are my orders? The Lord led me to uh, Luke chapter 10. If you got your Bibles with you, you can turn to Luke chapter 10. And just to give you a snapshot, first of all, the author, uh, Luke, the reason, he was, he was a, a physician, he was a doctor. And his whole purpose in writing the book was to gather the testimonies and eyewitness the uh, testimonies of Jesus's miracles and powers, what he did and what he said to point to the evidence of a resurrected king and a savior. So that's the purpose of it. And in here, in Luke chapter 10, we find out Jesus sending out 72 followers. The chapter before this, he sent out his 12 disciples. And in each time when he sends, he's got a purpose and a plan. He's got a purpose and a plan. And you're going to see this and how the Lord will speak to you, I believe, even through his word right now. Oh, he's got a purpose and a plan for your life. So I encourage you to read all of it. Read all of Luke. But at least today, this week, please read through all of Luke chapter 10. I won't have time to go through that now, but we do this on purpose so we can go deeper uh, together later. Luke chapter 10. That's my bookmark. Sorry. And the first verse I, wa- I want to read to you is verse 1. So said, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he, where Jesus was about to go. First point is a question, because question shape focus, where to go? Where to go? In the scripture, Jesus is strategic in sending out certain people that were followers of him ahead of him to prepare for him. And again, the chapter before this, if you look up Luke chapter nine, one to two, it says when Jesus had called his 12 together, he gave them power and authority. How many of you know, if you don't know the purpose of something, you'll abuse it. He gives them power and authority for what? It says, He gives them power and authority to drive out all the demons, it says all, and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God, and check this out, to heal the sick. I think we tolerate things such as sickness in our life that we were never meant to have. Again, if we go back to how Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, we are to pray on earth as it is in heaven. Is there sickness in heaven? No. Is there disease in heaven? No. Is there brokenness in heaven? No. There's wholeness in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Jesus gives his followers both a mission and a map. I love that. I'm a planner. Failure to plan is plan to fail. Come on, right? How many are you with me? How many administrative types in the house? Come on. Failure to plan is planning to fail. That's why I brought up Habakkuk 2.2. Write the vision down. Make it plain. Proverbs 29.18 says, Without vision, you will perish. Where to next? Where are you going? If you got vague goals, you're going to get vague results. Come on. Let's go somewhere. Let's not just go somewhere. Let's go to where God is calling the church. And I'm talking about the whole church. We're in this together. Turn to someone and say, You're in this with me. <laughs> stuck with me. So there's a plan, there's a strategy, and there's an objective. Get rid of those demons. Come on. Get rid of those demons. Cure diseases. Proclaim the kingdom of God and heal the sick. 
is still part of our mission today. Part of our purpose is part of this path and part of this plan. We've all been gathered in what is called the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19, to go into all the world making disciples of who? Jesus. Baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey his commands. Here it is, right here. And surely he will be with us always, even to the... See, there, see he gives a promise with a plan. Where to next? It's not like walking in the dark. Remember, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He's got the next step for you. You know, you're being sent out could be when you went when you go out to get groceries. That could be part of your I guarantee you somebody is struggling out there and that we might just walk past all the time, but if we allow God, if we come into his alignment, and you say, "Lord, it's your day, it's your way." Come on. Oh, that's good. Say it with me. "It's your day, it's your way." Somebody please write that down. Say it again. It's your day. It's your way. Today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Your day, your way. I mean, there's only one way to go. There's only one way to the Father, and that's through the Son. Don't buy into that BS, that false belief system that every other path is just going to lead to Jesus. It doesn't work that way. There's only one way. There's only one way to the Father. That's through the Son. But these opportunities are out there everywhere we go. When you finish church today and you get into your car, there's going to be an opportunity when somebody, and they're going to do it, they're going to cut you off or they're going to drive too slow. Oh, Lord. And your anxiety light's going to go on on your dashboard. And in Philippians 4, 6 to 9 is going to pop up in digital right beside it. It says, be anxious about nothing but everything through prayer and thanksgiving. Make your request known to God. And whatever is godly, loving, true, noble, meditate on these things. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> you laugh. Thank you for laughing. We laugh because we go through it every day. Every day is an opportunity. Every day we're being sent out. And sometimes we feel like sheep among wolves. We'll get into that. But every day there's an opportunity to drive out demons. Tell them where to go. Tell, bind that thing. Tell it where to go. Don't tolerate that thing. Don't let somebody stay in that state of oppression and de depression. Lay hands on them. And it, it doesn't have to be crazy. You'd be surprised how many people, if you ask them, when they come to you and that door opens, remember 2024, the year of the open door, the year of open opportunities, the year of the opportunity to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Come on. The day to step in, because when you step in, God steps in. Where you go, God goes. That same Holy Spirit that dwells in me dwells in you and in your children. That's why we pray. On earth as it is in heaven. We need less hell and more heaven. I, I, no matter what anyone else believes, if they don't even believe in Jesus, and trust me, there's a connection there. But they want more heaven, they want less hell. And the whole purpose of this sending out was to make room for Jesus. Make room, make way. I'm coming, get them ready for me. I'm sending you. And there's going to be a process to that. I'm just. I'm going to share something. It's not my notes. It's, but it's in the Word. It's in, these are my notes, just so you know. <laughs> these are my notes. But Jesus gives instructions when he sends out the 72. He says, I want you to go to, into a, a home and say, peace be to this home. Okay? And if you're received with, if you're received, he says, when, when they receive you, they receive me. And when they receive me, they receive the Father. Come on. Wow. But then he says, when you go into the home, don't go from home to home, house to house. Stay. The Lord hit me hard with that one. Sometimes we don't give God enough time. We're so busy in that Kronos time that we miss the Kairos moment because he's saying, stay, wait upon me. But we get so impatient. If you look in the Bible on how many times they waited upon the Lord, and sometimes it was 40 years. 
How many of us will wait 40 days, let alone 40 minutes? But, but and, and, and please hear my heart, whether it's business to business or church to church, sometimes we're not staying enough time for those roots to go deep and we're just uprooting, 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 uprooting. And the Lord is saying, stay. You know, stability will release God's ability. And our young people need to see more stability in, if they're not seeing it in the government, so they better see it in this house and they better see it in our home. Stability will release God's ability. Those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will rise up on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. How many of you feel the need to rise up a little bit more in your life? <laughs> Praise God. I did get in at 2 a.m. just so you know from Toronto this morning. So less of me, more of him. Thank you, God, for your grace. But we need to make a way for Jesus to come into our homes, into our schools, and into the workplace, and into this community. Everything flows out of the home. In verse 10, I mentioned this. Jesus says this, sounds like fun. Go, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. All right, let's go. So there's gonna be hard times, yeah? There's gonna be storms, yeah? There's gonna be battles, yeah? But there's gonna be breakthrough and blessing because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And you can do all things through Christ, that's the alignment part who strengthens you. Lambs among wolves. Again, so many miss their calling because they're afraid to sacrifice their comfort. And you know, some people would rather be stuck in what's familiar than to step into what's foreign, even when what's familiar isn't really beneficial or healthy for you, where you're checking yes, where you should be checking no. If the Lord just gave you something, write it down. I sense that. It's not beneficial for you right now. Maybe it was even beneficial for a season. Maybe it's not necessarily bad, but it's not wise. The dad jokes are flowing today. The anointing of the dad jokes is on me. Receive it. <laughs> but it's true. People would rather stay stuck in... in, in, in in what's familiar than to step into what's foreign. But is that not what faith is? Faith is the evidence of things hoped for yet not seen. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Don't stay stuck. You know, in Isaiah 43, 19, the prophet says, Behold, the Lord is saying, I do a new thing. Can you not see it? I'm making a way in a wilderness. I'm making streams in the desert. Come on. That's faith. Can you see what God is doing? And in those places that seem dry in your life, in those places where you don't see a way, but God sees a way. Yes, there'll be blessing. But before that, there'll be battles of breakthrough. You can't have victory without a battle. And victory belongs to the Lord. And the battle is His. The other beautiful thing, no matter what you face, and some of you are looking at the wrong things right now, you're looking at your lack. You look at what you don't have as opposed to what or who you do have. Right? The who before the do. What do you got right now? Dars, what do you got your arm around right now? Yeah, your future bride. Come on. What do you got? Hey, and you might feel like you're alone. You don't got anyone. You Welcome home. You got us. You got a family. You got God. And he's got you. Maybe, maybe instead of focusing so much on trying to figure out the reason of what you're going through or what isn't happening in your life, that you would see the revelation. And the revelation is Jesus is Lord. And he is sovereign. He's above all. 
and that all things will work together for you, for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So here's the thing though, God is sending you, even if it's just at the grocery store, but he's also supplying you. When he sends, he supplies. A pastor friend once said to me, he said, Pastor Matt, if God orders the pizza, he's going to pay for it. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Like if it's his plan and he's sending you, he's going to supply you. Come on. He sends you with the Holy Spirit. He sends you with the fruits of that come in the basket. You know, it comes from within. You don't go have to go finding it. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There's so many other gifts that the Lord sends you and supplies you. Philippians 4.19 says, and my God will meet, here's that word again, all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. You know, for those of you that have this fear of failure or it keeps, I keep seeing it all the time. And, and, and don't tell me that you don't feel it every now and then, that, the, the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Okay, first of all, let's deal with the fear thing, okay? God is not a God of fear. He has not given you a spirit of fear. He's given you power, love, and sound mind, okay? God is a God of love. Perfect love drives out all fear. Don't tolerate that fear in your life. You can have the feeling of fear, but don't let it become you. You know what I'm saying? When the feeling comes, take courage, for he has overcome the world. So, but if you're facing this, uh, you know, I was reminded of this quote by Winston Churchill. He said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. If you woke up today and you came to church today, you are headed in the right direction. Today's another day and some of you got up and you were feeling something else and you thought, oh, I'm feeling fear, I'm feeling anxiety. Oh, you fought with each other before you even got here. Who hasn't? But you're here. And when your feet hit the floor, you probably didn't hear it, but hell heard it. And the enemy said, oh crap, he or she is up again. So have that courage. Take that courage. Don't conform. I know that's a constant tension. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Second is this. When God says go, do I say no? Sometimes it's directly, sometimes it's indirectly. Again, the beauty of, of checking yes or no is choice. Love is a choice. Love is a verb. It's not just what we're doing it for, it's who we're doing it for. And I get it, not all of us are gonna go off to be missionaries and travel all around the world, but you're a missionary in your home. You're a missionary right here. Some of you are called to be kingdom builders and God's gonna bless your business like never before. Some of you haven't even started that business. It's been on your heart for a long time, but the fear is holding you back from moving forward. Faith will move you forward, fear will hold you back. Come into alignment with the word of God and get godly men and women, businessmen and women in your life and around you. You can either have pillars or caterpillars. The choice is yours. <laughs> like, that's a whole other message. And part of, of building the kingdom is exactly that. You're gonna, there's gonna be food in the house. You're gonna give to the house. You're gonna give to God and you're gonna watch as people will go and the message of God will go and signs and wonders will follow because you were faithful to sow into his ministry. So I'm gonna ask you, where has God asked you to go where you indirectly said no? I talked about 2024, the year of the open door. What if that someone comes to you and says, fill in your name there, pastor staff, Mark, Chris, I can't see past the halfway up the road there, but Syl, 
I'm not feeling so good right now. I've been sick. Is that not an open door? What's that? This is an open door for healing. Because God says to lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. You're not doing the healing. Let's make that clear. You're just moving in obedience. God does the healing. It's the manifestation of the healing. It says by his stripes we have been healed. But we need to operate in obedience. Come on. Who's the CEO of your life? Yeah. Right? Are you going to be obedient? That's an open door. Hey, I'm struggling with my relationship. That's an open door. Hey, why don't I pray with you right now? You don't, you know, the answers are here, but more things are caught than they're actually taught. You know that, right? <laughs> Jesus calls, Jesus calls the 12, the, the 12 to follow him, his 12 disciples. He didn't get the best of the best. He doesn't call, uh, call always the qualified. He calls the willing, the, right? Who's willing to go? Who will go? He searches the world to and fro for hearts that are open for him. I'm a prime example that God will use anybody to show his glory, not my glory. It's all about him. So that could be an open door. James reminded us uh, this morning, James Ponak reminded us this morning as men that, um, again, it's not about performance, it's about partnership. It's not about you. But so many times, let's be honest, pride sets in. And sometimes it comes in different forms. Fear sets in and it's like, oh, thank you so much. I love it. Then there was light. No, that's good. Bring it back up. I like that. That's good. I like to see people. Thank you. Ah, there you are. James reminded us, it's not about performance. It's about partnership. I want to partner with God. I don't want to miss out. I'm not just talking about missing out on my blessing. I don't want my friends to miss out on blessing and healing and breakthrough. Come on. Right? You're being sent. I'm being sent. And even Jesus said in John 5, verse 6, he says, Very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. This was Jesus speaking. He can only do what he sees his Father doing. Because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Well, that's parenting right there, 101. We can preach it to her blue in the face. What are you doing about it? More things are caught than taught. I want to come in partnership with what Jesus is doing and what he showed us and what he continues to do. In Mark 16, 17 to 18 in the New King James Version, it says, and these signs will follow those that believe. Do you believe yes or no? Do you believe that God is active today? Yes or no? Do you believe in signs and wonders? Yes or no? Do you believe in healing? Do you believe in breakthrough? Do you believe in Jesus? Woo! Drop the mic. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You know, if you thought about it this way, if we're not doing that, if a friend comes to us, a co-worker comes to us, and we don't pray for those needs, we're saying no to be a part of God's healing. Right? Indirectly, that's what we're doing. By this, everyone will know that we are his disciples by our love for one another. Love is not a feeling, it is an action. It's a verb. Do you love me enough? Do you love me enough to take a step of faith? And you're thinking, well, what if they don't get healed? What if they do? Just keep doing your part by being obedient and watch as God moves. There's been so many times I've just, out of obedience, I've laid hands on somebody and they got healed and I didn't expect them to get healed. But it was God. But somewhere inside of me, I had this faith just the size of a mustard seed that I know what my God is capable of doing. And yet still I'm surprised when he moves mountains. Proverbs 3.28 says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. When it is in your power, say my power, my power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, hey, come back tomorrow. I'll give it to you then. When you already have it with you. 
I got the power of healing in me. If God can do it, I can do it. He has given me the Holy Spirit. It's in my power. Now, I'm not saying, well, maybe tomorrow. Let me pray about it. Like Pastor Charmaine said, you don't got to pray about that. It's right there in the Word. They're sick. They need someone to pray for them. Pray for them. Lay hands on them. When God calls you to go, don't be afraid to step out in faith. Remember, he doesn't always call even the equipped, but he equips the call. He's calling us to make a difference. So when God says no, then it's no. But if he says go, then it's go. I know that sounds like rocket science, but it's not. You know when he's saying no, and you know when he's saying go. In verse 16 of uh, uh, Luke 10, is this good? Is it, is it still good? Okay, good. God is good. He who listens to you listens to me, but he who rejects you rejects me, but he who rejects me rejects the one who sent me. When we reject hope, okay, when we re reject Jesus, we reject healing. God is the source of everything good. When you go with God, he can only do good. He's a good guy. And going back again here, just verses 19 and 20, it says this, I have given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the powers of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. How, uh, however, do not rejoice when the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Yes, Lord. Final point. The reward for checking yes to Jesus is eternal. It's eternal. It's eternal. That's why you can go to a funeral or a celebration of life and praise God with all your heart because you know where your brother or sister is. But this all ties back to alignment because God, we just read that God gives us authority. Authority works best when it's in alignment. When you know who your commanding officer is, you do what he calls you to do. When we go where God calls us to go and we do what God calls us to do, not only will we receive an earthly reward, but we'll receive an eternal reward. And what greater than to have your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Because of the blood of Jesus, because of his sacrifice on the cross and because of his resurrection, we are sanctified. When we say yes to Jesus. You know, in the, in the Old Testament, the book of life had uh, referred to citizens that were part of the Jewish people. Now this isn't the same in the Lamb's book of life. Because when we come into the relationship with Jesus, all of us, doesn't matter who we are, you don't have to be Jewish. All of us that believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. All of us become citizens of heaven. Come on. Well, we were still sinners. Christ died for us. It's not by your works, but it's by his grace that we are saved. It's a gift. But when you got the gift of grace, guess what? You're going to do works for him. Because you were first loved, you love others. Is, is that not true? So check yes to becoming a part of who it is God called you to be. You are a child of God. The Lord reminded me of this, and I'm going to throw it up on the screen or have the media team do it. We're not a cruise ship. We're a battleship. It's all hands on deck. Every one of us has a part to play on the battleship. SS victory, come on. <laughs> yeah. That means we're a movement that moves. We're going places. We're doing things. But we need all hands on deck. We are on a mission to plunder hell and populate heaven. Come on. We're going to do things that nobody's done before. We're going to see things that nobody's seen before. Because we move in the faith and the obedience of our Lord and Savior. But when we're on this battleship, let us be reminded what Paul said uh, to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians 6, 12. We're not at war against flesh and blood, okay? 
we're at war against things in the heavenly realms and the evil and principalities. We're, that's what we're at war against. Because sometimes the enemy gets in our head and gets us to fight the very one that we should be fighting along with or fighting for, right? We're not fighting against one another. And on, and on this ship, oh, the ship's gone. Okay, it's, it's doing things. Can't wait for the ship. <laughs> Either you get on board or you're, yeah, it's coming back for you. Okay, let's make another round for you. Thank you, tugboats. In the background. But on the ship, you, you, your part might be, you might get to be like one of the fighter pilots that lands on, well, I see a helicopter. I don't know if that one has. We need a bigger ship next time, Pastor Rudy. Aircraft carrier. <laughs> you know the vision? Make it bigger and then double it. But you might be a fighter pilot, you know, that's coming in and you're getting fueled up and, and then you're going off and taking out the enemy and you're coming back, right? You might be, you might be a, a, a cook or you might be one of the swabs on the deck, you know? You might be a first mate, a gunner, a quartermaster, which are our supervisors, by the way, that distribute the supplies and the provision. Come on. Our, our job is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That's our job. But we all have a part to play. And we are all being sent. You can take this good news home. You can take it, you know, to share it with your kids this week. And our goal ultimately is that people would encounter Jesus. Have a real encounter with Jesus. Not just hear about it, but experience it. And that they would invite others to come along with them. And be a part of saying yes to Jesus. Would you stand with me? This is the verse that I have for us today. It is found in Acts 26, 18 of the message. And this is key because at one point, Paul is brought before a king called King Agrippa. And Paul was a religious leader and Paul seemed to have it all, but he didn't. And he thought he was even doing it for the church. He was, he had a letter from the church to go around and, and arrest all these Jesus followers. And he witnessed, he witnessed and watched as many of them were put to death because of what they believed in. He was doing it his way, not God's way. But on the road to Damascus, he had an encounter with Jesus, come on, which caused him to become blind so that he could actually see. Let's go. But fast forward, Paul becomes Paul the apostle. Paul becomes a servant of Christ. Paul lays down his life and his way of life to lift up the way of Jesus. And he goes from having it all to looks like he doesn't have it at all. They tried to kill him. Didn't work. You can imagine, I picture Paul at this point when he came to King Agrippa and he's brought before him. He was sent. He would have looked like an MMA fighter. That's a warrior right there. If you want to see a warrior, you know, go, go talk to Syl. You want to see, see a warrior, uh, go see a mom that's raising their kids. Come on. But King Agrippa says, why are you doing this? And he says, because I'm dedicated to the heavenly vision. And this is it right here. I'm about to read it to you in Acts 26, 18 of the message. I love hearing children in the house, just so you know. So good. Check it out. I am sending you. I am sending you off to open the eyes of the outsider so that they can see the difference between darkness and light and choose light. To see the difference between Satan and God and choose God. I am sending you off to present my offer of sins forgiven and a place in the family, inviting them into the company of those who begin, check this out, real living by believing in me. Real living. Here's your mission. And our takeaway today is that I will daily position myself to be sent. What did I say in the beginning? God, today is your day and your way. Say it with me. His day, his way. Position yourself. Put yourself, put your heart in a posture of praise when you wake up in the morning. Put, put, your, put yourself in a position to be sent to be supplied, to be blessed, to be a blessing. You know, one of the prayers that we pray, uh, Pastor Charmaine and I, and with our kids, that, that not only that we would be blessed, but God would put somebody in our path that we could bless. Rivers, 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 not reservoirs. 
Joyce Meyer said, to have outer power, you must have inner power. So if you're here today, and this spoke to you, and you feel like you're up against the wall, like you've been trying stuff, it hasn't been working for you. I want to give you an opportunity to let go and let God. Right here, right now, Paul said, the Apostle Paul said in Romans 10, verse 9, if we believe in our heart, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. This is your moment. This is not just a Kairos moment. This is a, a, a Kronos moment. It is both coming together in this moment. You position made time to be here today. Other people have worked harder taking care of your kids right now. So you can have a Kairos moment. You opened up the word. You opened up the heart. Now it's time for God to step in. His divine will lead your destiny. So we're going to say, we're going to do that prayer that I just prayed right now, right here, right now. I'm going to ask that we just dim the house lights. I'm going to ask that you just close your eyes and bow your heads. And I'm going to ask if you've prayed this prayer, that you would pray this prayer again together with your brothers and sisters, knowing that there are many that are coming to the Lord today. Let's pray this prayer with our whole heart. Repeat after me, say, dear Jesus. I admit, I admit that I haven't always done it for you. I know that I've sinned and I'm asking for your forgiveness. And I also believe, I believe that you came and that you died on the cross for my sins. And I'm believing that you rose from the grave three days later. I'm asking you to forgive me, to come into my life, to be Lord over my life, to be my God, to be my Savior, and to be my friend. I am turning from my way and choosing to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Stay in the moment, eyes closed, head bowed in the moment. This is evidence that God is speaking to you right here, right now. If this word that I shared with you out of the Bible, God's word, if it's spoken relevance to where you've been, where you are, or where you're going in your life, just put your hand up right now towards him. Put your hand up towards him. He's speaking to you. And the second is this. If you prayed this prayer, which we just prayed right now for the first time, and you're inviting Jesus into your heart to lead your, li uh, lead your life, be Lord over your life. You're tired of looking back. You're going to look forward from this day forward that this is your, this is your Kairos moment. Would you just put your hand up right now? Count of three. One, two, three. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, 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 Jesus. Yes. Give the Lord some praise in the house today. And just as important, just as important, there are prodigals that are coming home. The Bible says if just one comes back to him, there's a party going on in heaven. So if this was your comeback moment, this is your homecoming today, that you rededicated your life to Jesus. Let's do the same thing on the count of three. Let's go. Come on. Come on. The count of three. One, two, three. Put the hand up. Put the hand up. Put the hands up. Yes, 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 yes. Give the Lord some praise in the house. Say his name, Jesus. Say it again, Jesus. One more time, what's his name? Praise you, Father. Oh, Lord, thank you, Father, for your word today. Thank you, Lord, for furthering your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for our brothers and sisters that are part of your family. Thank you, Lord, that you'll never leave them nor forsake them. Thank you, Lord, for your word that will take root in our hearts and give us boldness to apply it, that we are being sent we are being sent. Say, I am being sent. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity right now. You know, in our obedience, I, I talked about the Great Commission, and in that is, 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 in making disciples is baptism. The word baptism is a Greek word that means to fully be immersed. In Romans, it says that when, when, when we are baptized, we're actually baptized with Christ. 
When we go in the water, it represents when he went to the grave. We're buried with Christ. When we come up out of the water, it says that we are resurrected with Christ. The Lord put it on our heart that we should not make it difficult for those that are coming to know him. Acts 16, 19. So if that's you, and you feel the pull on your heart to be baptized today, we'll get out of the way so that God can step in. Just come forward. As we worship now, just come forward. We got towels, we got clothes. Are you afraid of getting wet? It happened before you got here. Why not do it by design instead of default? <laughs> step in, step forward. My wife and I would be honored to be a part of that journey with you. We'll be off to the side here. Let's just worship God now. And I'm going to tell you this. If you need a healing in the house right now, I just want you to put your hand up right now as we worship. Put your hand up. If you or someone you know needs a healing right now, and if you came with that person or that's a friend of yours or you call them part of your family, put your hand on them right now. Because I can't, I can't talk about the Word of God and not give an application to the Word of God. So we're going to see healing in the house as we worship. Watch. There's been many times we, we've seen everything from cancer gone. We, we, we've seen um, a man that couldn't walk use his legs again. We saw a woman who couldn't see went into the water to be baptized and came out and she could see again. Come on, our God is alive and active and it is Jesus doing the healing. So lay your hands on them right now. Lay your hands on them right now. And as we sing this song and as we worship this song, Holy Spirit come, Holy Spirit move, touch them, touch them, move through them. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you in advance for your healing power and your healing work. Let's worship Jesus. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.